Sinuses. Do my hair touch. Check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. So, Cheers to that. How's it going? Hello. Hello, friends. Hello. Can't drink at the same time. Oh, okay. Good. Ready? Ready? Switch off. Ready? Okay. Here you go. I'm going. So, welcome to another episode of Wilder Creatives. Well, bam! Podcast. Podcast. So, today we're going to talk about what happened this last week. We started our new schedule, first of all. Very exciting. Because we have this idea, this concept of do, shooting on a specific day. Mm-hmm. Not just trying to go up every day and just get what you get, but really trying to be intentional and specific and shoot on a certain day. Structure. And then <clears throat> podcast about it, talk about it, think about the photos we created, write about the photos we created. Right. Take some time before we even look at them. Then go and edit them. It takes some time with editing them so that we can really just not rush that whole process. Yeah, I think it's, and it'll, it'll give us a different perspective, I think, when you wait that long. It definitely, it already does. You look at it differently. Exactly. You look at it differently. You do. Like, I'm freaking... Very excited to look at this picture. I know. I can't stop thinking about it. And the thing is, though, it's like, it's almost like the waiting. The waiting does this thing. It's all about trying to find these magical effects in the process. Yeah. And the waiting, letting that excitement wear off in a way. Mm. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Is where the magic's going to be because then we're going to look at them totally fresh because. Yeah, it'll be kind of like when we went back and looked at those photos together. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I do know. Yeah, I think it's going to be similar to that feeling, but maybe even more Mm -hmm. intense. Who knows? Okay, well, and exactly right. And remember how back then we were shooting so much that we couldn't even remember what we did the day before? You know, it's funny. Before we started recording, I was in the kitchen making coffee, and I was thinking about how when we first started everything, just our relationship all of it we didn't remember nope nope sorry it would lose our heads what happened yesterday it's nice because now we remember we remember we're remembering but all but i forget sometimes but i mean that's just yeah we forget we're not perfect but having that structure going to shoot on this one big mission a week really gives it it makes it more special Mm -hmm. too you know very specific <clears throat> and now it also kind of puts more pressure on it though too that's true in a way it does but oh yeah i think it's good and a bad thing i think a little pressure is good i think you can work it to your advantage absolutely and i like that like the night before when you're feeling like oh shit what if it's not going to be good you know you start to think like oh "Oh, what if nothing happens cool what if it's just a dud what if nothing goes on yeah you get those doubts or you get the you know like did we prepare enough or yeah questions like that oh for sure but then 
you're going to have days when it doesn't happen too. Yes. And so that's just part of the process. It is part of the process. And that's a hard one to, uh, I don't know, deal with that Except, first. Yeah. Yeah. At first I think it's a hard one. I mean, for me, I know it was at first I, before, prior to meeting Jake and talking about these experiences, I would, oops, sorry. <laughs> lost my train of thought because um, about getting skunked every once in a while yeah so yeah so it's like i used to get i was so hard on myself in the uh, before the shoot during the shoot and you know after the shoot looking back at the shots looking back at the edits i would always like i'd just be so critical of myself and it's like it's part of the process girl it's good Mm -hmm. you don't have to love every single photo or every single like you said, there's not always going to be the opportunity. Sometimes it's just like a, meh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I do. I think it is good to. How do you evaluate yourself? I feel. I feel. I feel like it's a weird thing. Like, how do you know when you got a shot that you feel proud of? That is. It's hard not to... really a tangible thing. Like you can't really say, "Hey, look." these yeah. things went into this that made me feel this way about it and other people felt this way about it because of this or whatever there's something very mysterious and intangible about it you know yeah yeah because everyone has gonna have their opinion or make it they're gonna it's gonna make them feel a certain way oh yeah so many different <laughs> who knows yeah exactly <clears throat> they're all so different yeah we do experience the photographs so differently correct absolutely mm-hmm. which is really cool i think so too to some degree i think it's really cool it, it's one of those it's challenging. trippy like ways that i see the world so differently at the same time it's a paradox i would say <clears throat> that is what is exactly a paradox it's where it's I like know, okay so this is it's a thing that doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem like it could fit together. So, like, <clears throat> I feel like there, there's so much about humans and all living things, even dogs, mm-hmm. that are so relatable. Mm-hmm. We can just, we all experience and... Yeah, absolutely. But, but then even the way we experience the color orange... Correct. ...might be different. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, on the one hand, it's like, we don't know. <clears throat> anyone else who's experiencing things the way we are and yet we also do know that every you see what i'm saying like yeah. it's this weird relatability despite the fact that we might not be experiencing the same thing at all that's very interesting like dogs for example the way they see i mean we we relate to them but what do we really know like i don't know i wish do they I... see color do they see black and white what do they even see i don't know but i i know that i've always wondered what's going on with dogs like what are you thinking about or like that yeah what are you seeing and when you yeah. see it what are you feeling when you yeah. see the ball and you see the squirrel and you're like what yeah. is that like what's going on is it like a i'm gonna get you like ah or is it like a ha ah, 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 ah. i'm super excited seems like that but who knows and i'm sure it's different for every dog yeah right (laughs) yeah exactly pretty interesting yeah this world we live in isn't it oh yeah speaking of 
-hmm. that Wilder hiked up just recently you went on. Right. Should dive into that. Yeah, let's talk about it. So we did so we planned our weekly trip up to Wilder. And we were on it pretty pretty solidly. Didn't get that much sleep the night before. Maybe that was something we could have you know yep. could have helped us a little bit, but Okay, so this is also uh I love this part of the conversation because it's super interesting. Because <clears throat> I want to do mushrooms. Mm -hmm. We would like to do mushrooms. We want to do mushrooms up in Wilder on a long day hike. But certain things have to be, we have to be ready for. Correct. And like, the thing about mushrooms is you kind of get excited to do them and you kind of want to jump the gun. You're like, like, there's like oh, this little tingle in there. Like you just jump, just jump off the cliff, <clears throat> you know, like the longer you stand there, the more scary it's going to be. Yeah. And so you kind of just want to go for it. I do. But I think planning is so important to having a good experience. I think so too. So anyways, this last trip to me felt like it was kind of a test. But it was also a good thing that we were being, having some discipline about it and not just... Yeah being impulsive about it <laughs> because scary. it turned out to be pretty scary without mushrooms I, I was terrified yeah no it was awful yeah. I was freaking terrified and if we were on mushrooms that would have been quite was... the ordeal uh, so fuck that that's all I could say that would be not good and okay so the thing is let's go back to how how did it start out so we started out first of all it was a full moon oh yeah moon was setting yeah <clears throat> right yeah it was like just above the horizon a little bit we started hiking up from where we do and we noticed right away obviously the full moon setting but we also saw a mustard field had bloomed since the last time we were there I love the colored, the color mustard. And in that light before the sun had risen with the full moon setting, the mustard field with its like brand new first color of the year was pretty amazing. Oh. So we had to stop and shoot there. Had to. Because that's such a rare scene. Like you're going to see the sunrise a lot of times during the year. <coughs> but seeing the moon set over the first mustard field that's only gonna happen once. So that's what that's why I think you don't know always what you're going to see, but that's kind of how you make the choices when you're out on a trip like that of when to shoot. Yeah. Because first of all, you want to shoot during that good light. Right. You like you kind of like uh -huh, uh -huh. you have to weigh it out. You have to weigh it out. You look at the what you got, and then you kind of weigh it out in terms of what's most beautiful, what's most meaningful, what's most rare. All those things, you know? Yeah. So, to me, that seemed beautiful, meaningful, and rare. So it was a trifecta. I was like, okay, obviously, let's do that. Gorgeous. So we shot there. Hiked up a little bit further. <clears throat> and then you could see from just a bit above, you could see the green fields down below going down to four mile beautiful breaking big sets of waves coming in oh yeah and so we wanted to shoot there just a little bit 
And then anything. I'm like trying to think. Yeah. Wait, which part was that? Which part was that when we stopped and shot that time? Okay, so this was the thing. We did two shoots on the lower part of the hike before we'd even gone like a quarter mile. Yeah. First we shot the moon. Yep. And then we shot up a little bit higher. Okay, remember we were looking up and seeing where the light was coming through and it was hitting the top of the hill up above? Yeah. And But we didn't hike up there and we didn't right. go across. And we just kind of stayed in the middle because it was a straight corridor of four mile. We got a couple of shots uh, of, I mm. think we shot the cookies there. And the outfit, right? And the outfit a little bit. <clears throat> and then as we were leaving there, I saw a hawk in the moon and I was trying to photograph the hawk in front of the moon. <gasps> yes. Remember that? Oh yeah. And then to was the like, left. Oh, but also do you remember the tornado of birds? Yeah. Okay. What the freaking fuck? Yeah. <gasps> I keep saying freaking but I'm like that shit was crazy. It really was. It was wild. There was I got it on footage, which is awesome. Yeah. But it was literally like this, like a tornado, but of black birds. Or actually, it was a mix of birds. Yeah. It was crazy. But it was huge. There was probably hundreds of birds. If not more. Yeah. Maybe, not maybe thousands. thousands. Maybe thousands. Seriously. It was I mean, it was black. such a massive <sighs> vortex of birds. Because it was so far away, know. too. But you could see the whole thing. It was like... It literally looked like a tornado of birds. A little weird. We were joking. We're all, oh, it's a bird nato. It's a little weird. And at this point, we had no idea there was anything serious about the weather. It was a mild day. Mild as could <laughs> That's be. That's why that happened? We were joking. We were laughing. We're like, ah, oh, bird nato. Look at that. Are they flying? I didn't even think they... about this. Like, put what are they doing? Like, what? You know? What's happening? You just see something like that. You don't know what's going on. It was obviously weird, though. And then, uh, yeah, put two and two together, folks. So then we packed up and we came around the corner. We hiked up a little bit further. Okay. And then, bam! It was a freaking <laughs> hawk. Yeah. This big old hawk flapped. It was like sitting on the trail, basically. And <laughs> right past us, about 20 feet up the hill. Boom. Camera out. Lens on. Creep up the hill. Down on the belly. I'm like going down. <laughs> down on the belly. Soldier. Soldier style. Shooting the bird. Soldier style. Now, this bird let me get, you know, 15 feet away from it. I was basically... Close. If I got any closer, I couldn't focus. I got as close as the camera I could focus. Oh, that's right. You were saying that. <laughs> and then just chilled there for like five minutes or so. I don't know. I lost track of time. Yeah, it was a while. It was a long time. And uh, that to me was absolutely amazing experience. I bet. It was so cool to watch from afar. So I can't imagine. Did I spit in your face? No. Oh. So I can't imagine what it was like <clears throat> that close up. I was even telling you, I was like, I was a little jealous of you at that moment. Because 
I know jealousy isn't the cutest thing, but no. because it was such a beautiful, Truthful. epic moment, and I was like, I want to be like that close, you know? But then I was like, my energy levels might be a little high right now because I was in my element as far as hiking and I get a little. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I go hard on the hike. Oh, yeah. No, and it's exciting and. Yeah. Especially in the beginning. Correct. And we hadn't been in a long time. Yeah. So, so I was sick. Out. I hadn't been in a long time. Yeah. Me either. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we were amped. Yeah. We were excited to be out there. And then, uh, boom, hawk. Crazy chance to get these photos. It's epic. And it was just there on the trail for us. Most amazing, like, Setup. thing to just happen. It was like a present, it felt like, from Wilder. Oh, yeah. To uh, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Wilder it was, to Wilders. It was definitely something special. It was a gift, for sure. It was beautiful. And, uh... Get those off? Nope. I'm just looking at... Uh-huh. And how about that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that? That one's pretty more... A lot more. Symmetrical, in a way. It's like... <laughs> but... It's okay. Uh, so the other thing that I was thinking during that whole little encounter with the hawk was I was usually I don't have a chance to look at a hawk for that long. Yeah. Because usually they'll they get out of there. Yeah, they're not really about <clears throat> that life. I'm not like let me just sit here and be photographed. <clears throat> but I felt like I felt like the bird was just warming itself in the sun. They had a moment. <laughs> You're jealous. You had a moment. I am. I was a little sad. I was like, I don't have a fucking moment with you. Like, oh, I'm sorry. No, but it, I was a part of the moment because I was just further back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, um, Truth I'm, comes out. So, anyway. That was funny. I'm funny. Comedy. I know. No, no, that was <coughs> that was funny. But um, yeah, no, I. <coughs> it was fucking sick. It was awesome. Oh, this was really cool. I was happy for you. I was just like, I wish I could be laying there, right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> truly, I do. Truly, yeah. truly, truly. I, I wouldn't say it if I, you know, obviously. No, I know. No, there's <coughs> this, uh, I, I think that giving the opportunity to, well, for a couple of things, like, the more we do it, the more we'll get good at controlling our energy when those things happen. Yeah. And I really, <coughs> I really think that the bird was calm because we've been up there so much. Yeah. That we're calm up there. Yeah. No, I mean, I wasn't like crazy, like hooting and hollering, but my, I just thought about your energy versus mine in a sense, you know? Right. But I'm saying over time, you know, we'll, yeah. get, we'll both get better at that. The animals will get more used to us. And I think they did for a little bit there, you know? When yeah. we first started and we were so consistent. I think that they will. Mm -hmm. I think that that's part of what we're doing. 
and that may sound weird like if you don't do that but actually going out into the same park you're going to come across the same animal mm -hmm. of course they're going to recognize you over time the more time you're out there the more time they're going to see you just like you go to a grocery store you see the same people it's just it's the patterns of life you know <clears throat> It's the Familiarity builds trust. You know, like the more times that those animals see us and nothing bad happens to them, the less reason they have the fear. Right, right. Okay. You know, it's like, fucking suck. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, it's fucking. That bird's all, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> got, got a little headshot out of it. <laughs> we bring them the headshot, you know, like <laughs> show them. Oh yeah, exactly. On the post. Oh, but I was thinking that actually. Wheat paste? No, not wheat paste, but prints. Doing photos with prints out. Like. Uh, yeah. Offering. Incorporating prints. no. Doing prints and then taking them out into the landscape and incorporating them into. Ah. And then doing that. Multiple layers of that, so you know, it's like, yeah, it's lots of different ways you can play with that. I like that, yeah. But just to even just bring prints, the photo within the photo, I think, is a fun one. I've always thought so too, mm -hmm. especially if you're if it's a photo and a photo of a landscape in the landscape, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, or something totally different, or you yeah. know, what I was thinking, like. Mm how something could be it's really like context is such a crazy thing that's true like uh when i lived in new york there was this exhibit and i really hated it but i get it at the same time it was really fucking the rave at that time but it was this room and it was just a room full of dirt it was so bizarre it was so strange but it was just like they had like a glass wall and then it was carefully curated dirt that they made sure if anything grew, they would pick it out and then they would move it around, water it. But it's because New York, it's all concrete. It's all not it was like organic. Precious. And so for New Yorkers, they come in there and they'd be all, oh, smell the earth. <laughs> That's so sad. For me, because I come from Ben Lomond, <laughs> and I'm like, dirt? <laughs> Okay. It's all about your experience, yeah. But it's all about the context. And so I think that having things match up is one way to do it, or having things radically not match up is another way of making it interesting. But yeah, just something to think about. It's like mix match. Correct. Yeah. Get down on that. Yeah. There's a great artist who just passed away, John Baldessari, and he did these, he would do these collages where he would like take a, <clears throat> a colorful sphere and put it right over the head of a black and white photo. So people would be like smoking a cigarette and there'd be just this like big red, what? he would block like certain parts of the photographs. Oh. He was a collage artist, oh. a contemporary artist, kind of a pop artist. <laughs> But did that same same kind of idea, but he did it through collage. Uh. But that's kind of what I'm thinking of, like also even just a way to take color 
into mm, a different the, kind of texture. Right. The or neutral, texture. natural tones. Yeah. Or texture. They're just print prints out in nature. Be a fun, fun thing to do. Um, but okay, so then back on the Wilder hike, we did have the hawk experience. Sorry that Gwen was involved. It's <coughs> long to be. Whatever, I'm fine. It'll happen again, and then uh, you know, eventually we'll have better video cameras, and that'll be you'll be just at a different angle, as equally close. You could have crept up there. I, I wanted to, but I didn't want to scare away. Imagine if I didn't, I scared away. I mean, that would have felt like shit. I don't care if you remember. No. Okay, okay. but so, <laughs> get a little bit further. When do we start to notice it? Oh my god. I don't know. That's what I was trying to remember. Um. Oh, we had eaten some cookies, and I remember we started to really enjoy those. <laughs> All right, we were hiking and we were just real, we were just talking about it. like that should have been a commercial for these cookies. Oh we were just God. like, oh, and we were kind of like just a little bit wobbly from them too. It was a oh little yeah, silly. but it was sunny. We had just had the hawk experience. <laughs> we were amped. We were hiking. We vibing. So I actually said this might be the best conditions all year for a hike. That's true, you did Because it was cold, it was crisp, it was the, sunny. The <clears throat> the um the trail was not wet. Oh, the trail was dry. This is the first time we've really it had that. It was like as cold and clear and sunny as you could ever want. It was beautiful. Gorgeous. Until Bob Bob Bob. The winds picked up. That shit was terrifying. We saw trees. <clears throat> I hear my voice, it's not good. Like, I was so fucking scared for my <laughs> our lives. I was like, first of all, there could be a fucking branch coming down, which this man did true work. So when I was fearful and he was like, yeah, like, there's something fucking to fear here. I'm oh, like, there was. fuck, like, no, it's there fucking serious. So. There definitely was because we had to hike through miles and miles of forest. And these winds picked up and they were like 25 mile an hour winds. Yeah. And they were whipping. When they came through, though. Because remember, oh, I remember when it started. We saw them first at the canyon. Wait, wait, wait. Remember the scary canyon, the drop-off? Yeah. We, we got right up to there, and then a wind came up through there. And we're all, oh. Oh, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> you remember that? Now? I was like, that is loud. Like, oh, oh. I was like, yeah, oh, well, yeah, because it's a canyon. So it's and then we had another <laughs> canyon on our right, too. Yeah, right. And we both laughed. You were like, uh, that means that we are on a... Just a little ridge. ridge a little ridge. Ridge, like sorry. Canyon on both sides and wind kind of whipping up through them. And the crazy thing about it was how the wind wouldn't be general. It was very specific. It was like, ooh, 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 ooh. One little like... That's what, it was like tornadoes. Because it would just come through. You would see it just hit one group of trees. And it would come like... And they would... Bo, 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 bo. Weird. And then be gone. It was wild. It wasn't everywhere. It wasn't no. like you know, it wasn't a windy. windy day. Like yeah, sometimes it's windy and it's just everywhere is windy. This was like these little. <laughs> it was so loud. Just fucked up little things, and you're just trying to walk through. You're just like 
Now the thing is too, so these are redwood trees. So they have all these, they're called widow makers, right? They're big dead spears, a hundred feet up. And the trees go, bah, 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 bah. No good. And so. Why do you think they're called widow makers? Yeah, they definitely, they definitely kill you. But the thing is, so this is, we had to get through it though. Like. One of those things. It was like that drive that we had. If you've been listening to us for a while now. Yeah. You'll remember that drive. Yep. And someday we'll post the footage from that. Oh yeah, we recorded. <laughs> but, uh, came to this conclusion and I'm going to let luck out. Then let's bite a J. We'll That's talk. what I'm thinking. And we'll talk about what I learned in the windy woods. <laughs> what I learned. All right, we're back in the windy forest. We had just, okay. Cause we're trying to remember all the photographs that we took as well. So after the hawk, we really just started trekking, started hiking. And we made it all the way up to the road and we crossed over into UCSC. Oh, yeah. Because at this point, we were still planning on, we wanted to do a freaking marathon. <laughs> the original plan. That was our ambitious goal. But so Can't we had to make that goal. Let's just go ahead and put that on the table. Yeah, that was my dumb idea. But so in order not to do dumb, that, no, dumb. it's a good idea. We're gonna do it. Yeah. In order to do that, though, we had to. Uh, We're gonna light this up. Yeah, let's do it. Pretty proper. We had to go across, extend the hike, and so we went over into UCSC and into the upper campus area, and we hiked up to the water tanks that have the graffiti all over them. Which was really cool. That was my first experience seeing that and we did a shoot there yeah so that, that was the last shoot we did of the day we did the cookies and the outfit again huh? we did the cookies and the outfit again with different paintings and just the woods right there mm. that was when we went and hid it between the water tanks right that, that so that was when we were kind of like first getting really freaked out about the wind because it started to really seem like it's getting pretty fucking serious right here guys yeah like this shit could kill us oh and <clears throat> might we mention that any passerby that we ever experienced whether it was a biker or just anybody nobody else seemed to notice it was like what's going on there were like these massive branches falling and people were just like headphones in a bunch of little kids running around oh yeah that was a trip i couldn't understand it it was crazy but so we would duck in between the water tanks when the big winds would come through because there's no way the branch was just gonna hit you there and that was when i started to realize okay you had to come up with a strategy for how to get through this because we had a long ways to walk as long as you stayed close to the base of the tree, you were going to be pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's much safer. It felt like a much safer option. But yeah, and then there were just certain places where there was no, there wasn't a safe option. And it just was sketch. It was like, if the wind comes through here, right, 
while we're here, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be cool. We got to get out of here. Because we got to kind of book through those sections fast. But then, this is what I came up with. Because it started to be like, oh man, it was kind of, you know, fearful. I was terrified. I mean, I'm yeah. not kidding. Because the thing that's scary about it, right? Well, what was scary about it for you? <clears throat> well, for me, I have a really vivid imagination. And I say this, I feel like, and I don't feel... I don't feel like it, actually I say this enough because I have a really vivid imagination to the degree that like that like I can when somebody says something I can really picture it. I mean it depends on the person but for the most part I can really picture it and without anybody saying anything somebody doesn't have to say anything but <clears throat> I was just imagining something fucking super super disgusting and awful you like were. yeah like something piercing you oh thanks Anywhere, like everywhere. Oh, you, know, you were? Yeah. You're having those visions? Yeah. Damn. That's how scared I was. Holy shit. And that's crazy. I have a fear of death. Since like I didn't like driving for a long I mean I drove, but I didn't love to drive, especially alone. Yeah. You know, and that's why I love to tell people when I'm leaving, when I'm getting somewhere. Cause it's like you don't know, I could die. I just have a fear of death, and so I've, yeah. I've tried. <clears throat> I have anxiety as well, just a general anxiety disorder, and so most there's certain things that just are kind of peak my anxiety. So when, and when I'm feeling like I'm in a place that's really not safe, like I could just straight up die, <clears throat> my anxiety just goes through the roof. Yeah, it's very scary, and then my imagination runs wild. It's weird. I try to stop thinking of something like bad, you know, when you try to cry for something or you try to pretend you can think of something like kind of bad. They'll tell you to, somebody will tell you to think of something bad, for example. It happens sometimes and I don't even mean for it to. Mm. In those scary situations, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. Like, those situations definitely, definitely test you in a way. <clears throat> they do. They test your mental strength because if you don't stay clear you can't let yourself panic no i mean i didn't panic right no no no, no. but yeah exactly that's that's something you, i've had to learn and and overcome <laughs> but so this is what this is what i learned from that experience as we were walking through, I kept thinking like, okay, just stick with me because I know how trees work. I know how these trees specifically work. I actually climbed some of those trees when I worked at the UCSC. And so, I, and I know that shit, you know, so I felt super confident. And I felt confident in him with that. <clears throat> but chances, I mean, you know. But so even more so, I knew that you were scared and I knew it was like, can't be too confident because it's fucking chaos. Yeah. It's chaos. It's nature. I mean, sometimes well, we can't help it's that. It's chaos. It's wind blowing shit every which way. But so I started to think about it like this. I started to say, okay, there's three ways to deal with falling tree parts when you're walking through the woods and it's windy. One, you can 
run away from the falling tree parts. Two, you can not see them. You can just keep going. Like or some people were doing. Or three, you can see the falling tree parts and you can run towards the falling tree parts. And what I realized is people have died from A and B, but never from C. Um, and I smile because at first it sounds like, haha, and I'm sure plenty of people will think the same. But this man has a good point. It's true, though. It's absolutely fucking true because if you see the branch or even a tree falling and you run towards it, all you have to do is take one or two steps to the side to miss it entirely. But if you turn around and are running away from it, all you have to do is take one or two steps to the side, but you don't even know that because you don't see it because it's behind you because you turned your back on the thing you were afraid of. Better to see what's coming, basically. <clears throat> Better to see something that's coming. Yeah. So then it completely changed my attitude, and it was like, when you see something falling, go towards it. Plus, there's also some sort of awareness to it rather than ignorant, ignore, you know, ignoring it. It's kind of what you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. And, but also, most importantly, is what it does to your fear, is it conquers the fear. True. Because now all of a sudden, <clears throat> you're not running away from it. Now all of a sudden, you realize, no, 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 no. There are pockets of safety within this chaos. And if I aggressively look at the situation, I can just go from pocket of safety to pocket of safety to pocket of safety. Boom, make my way. I don't know. I'm okay. So now, for example, the same thing happened last night. I was photographing at its beach. I'm photographing pretty, pretty macking waves. Mac. And these three young women go out to jump in the water, right? Mm -hmm. And here we go. I'm trying not even to notice them, but they're like he's just, trying not nah, to notice them. I really am. I'm like. I'm uh, fucking standing there with a the camera. They're all, like, ah! I'm like, oh, this is... You know, I don't want people to think I'm looking. I understand, all that. yes. So I'm just actively trying to ignore them. Correct. But then I see they get in up to, like, their thighs. Yeah. And I see a pretty big set coming. I go, oh, fuck. You see a pretty what? Big set of waves coming. And then two of them, as the big wave comes, two of them turn their back and try to go back to shore <laughs> and the wave just <laughs> just smacks them both in the back of their neck. It's ah, and just face first into the sand. And but the other girl turned around, saw it, and charged towards it. Boof! Yeah, right, through it. Popped right through it and popped up the other side. Totally okay. And I was like, oh, it's the same principle. If you charge towards it, it you can dive through it. There's a little pocket of safety right there, but I've, I've heard if you that. get afraid and you run away from it, it's gonna get you. Uh, and then the crazy uh. thing is, their timing was so perfect to like, you know, like Bonk. when waves like do the backwash thing, it was like perfect like that, like right on their neck. Boom. Oh, it was horrible to watch. But hilarious, I'm sure. But funny, and then just it just reminded me of the same idea of walking in the woods in the wind. Is if you run away from it, it's gonna just probably just hit you. The same thing with, with like a cougar, right? With anything, running away from it usually is the wrong. That's so terrifying. It's the wrong thing to do. 
I cannot imagine dealing with a mountain lion or a cougar. Yeah. Oh. I know. It would be very intense. That's pretty funny though. It's a good story. Well, okay, so then we made it to campus. I was real. I think I was really high because I have a hard time remembering all of it. Okay, so do you remember we we came down out of the trails and then we came onto the campus. We were like in this like industrial workers area. Yes, yes. And then we went to the library. Got our coffee there. Oh yes, we got the red eye. Got a red eye. Yeah. Espresso and coffee. Yep, those are good. And then we hiked down through, saw deer on the bike path. Uh-huh. Remember? Nope. <laughs> the top of the bike path. We saw three little deer, one little Bambi with two mamas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you capture it? Uh-uh. We didn't even bother, because at that point, we were in a lot of pain. I bet. We had realized that we had really overestimated our ability to do this thing we'd set out for ourselves. And we were exhausted from the terror of walking through the windy forest. So like, yeah, oh, that does a lot on your body. Deer. Deer. Ha. <laughs> See you later, deer. See you later. So we kept going. We got to the bottom of it and then we saw that coyote. Holy uh, shit, you don't remember that? I have to remember. Hold on. Okay. I'm sure I can. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. I do remember. Wasn't it right before the um, workers area? Yeah, it was like right before, it was right at the bottom of the path. And then we were going to cross the main street. Yeah, and it got close to us kind of, right? Really close. Like yeah, it was like scary. Five feet away. Like, like I was scared. And it didn't, it just hung out there. <clears throat> and it was really short-legged and just kind of dog, medium dogish. But it was still scary because it was wild. Yeah, and then it, it it took off and it was all running and wobbly. It was all. It was scary. It was scary. It scared itself, huh? But it was crazy because the thing was so windy that the coyote was freaked out. That's what I'm saying. He was scared. Yeah, he was tripping out. He didn't he know like, what to do. He was like, he was like oh, people help. Who oh, must? Oh, help? Oh. <laughs> He's like, Zig, Zach, watch it that way. His uncle, his uncle Bert got taken out on a wing. Wait, well, he just said that though. Zig, Zig, Yeah, that's what it was like. He was like, just on the... Poor guy. He was hysterical. He was nuts. He was hysterical. That's why it kind of scared me. Because I was like, yeah. he's unstable, boy. Like, oh, he's yeah. just like, he was like, like kind of just looking around <laughs> for his next move. And I was like, we could be his next move. Right. I don't know. Could be. Correct. Well, he could have just charged at us. I don't know. Yeah. So. No, it was. Yeah. And then it took off. Okay. And that was kind of a trip. That was a trip. I do remember that. Okay. What about uh, thrifting your look? Ooh. Let's talk about that. So he actually came up with the idea. Right. The whole plan, which I don't know if we've talked previously about. I think we might have. I don't think. I don't know. <clears throat> But the idea is like usually we don't want to shoot the same look twice. Try not to. You know? And but so the question is we have a small studio. 
And so how do we keep having new looks without having just no space because too many clothes? Right. And so the idea is if we keep trading clothes out, getting new clothes. Getting new clothes and getting clothes at the same time. Taking four outfits away, bringing four outfits back. One outfit away, one outfit back. Every time we get a new outfit, we take one, give it back. Just having a balance, an equilibrium. Yeah. And this is the idea behind sustainability too, right? Of like, a balance, like just deciding, okay, yeah. this is how much I'm going to have. Yep. And then practicing non-attachment, like, okay, I'm, I like these things, but I want to, I, I shot in them. I'm going to get new ones, so I'm going to take them back. See what's there. Now, this week, there might not be anything that cool. Huh? True. That's this week. <clears throat> Next week, there will be. But, okay, so first of all, so we started that. We, we First of all, we really organized the studio. Organized the heck out of the studio. Yeah. Like, wow, 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 wow. I don't want to talk more about that, but we'll get back to that, so... We got rid of a bunch of clothes and we took them down to the Goodwill, mm -hmm. which was open till eight. This was a Saturday night. Sunday we we're gonna go hike. Now, not the best time to go to Goodwill. Should have been. Oh uh, yeah. I think it was six forty-five. It was a little bit scary, folks. Well, yeah. What was your experience? How did you feel? For about me, it, it was very uncomfortable. Why? What? <laughs> yeah. It was. Because. No, what the fuck? I don't know what was no, going was. on. It was uncomfortable. I just shit. get really uncomfortable in those situations. I was uncomfortable. If I was by myself. Oh. Oh, no. What? Oh, this happens. This has happened. I've been in those many situations. I'm sure. By myself before. I'm sure. Oh. Awkward. More than it. Creepy. More than awkward. It was more like terrifying. Yeah. Because these humans can really capture me if they wanted sometimes. Right. If they had a gun. Right. No, no. Is it a knife? I know. But yeah, like it I seemed be like a fucking... we, saw, we saw at least a few but... people that I thought maybe would do that too. Sure. It was like, what are you going to do to me? Like, I don't want to look at any. It was like, Ugh. like normally I'm like walking around and I like smile at people and yeah, like I'm pretty yeah. friendly. But in those kinds of scenarios when it's like. Sketchy people. Yeah. It was a little closer to the downtown area and just It just later was the vibe. It was just the vibe of like. I'm good. What are what's going on here? What's happening? Didn't feel like everybody was like everybody was like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it was strange. Like it was a lot of aggression, it felt like. And but at the same time I felt like it was almost like this like everyone knew each other. It was. I was like Like uh like some old movie about a closing record store, like everyone was kinda like they knew each other's struggles and they, it was weird. They, like You're my favorite person. Bertha. But I hate you. Like, it was weird. Like, there was just, like... Remember that lady goes, well... Like, was it... Wait, okay. When we went to go try on the clothes... <laughs> oh, yeah. So, we, got, we take a bunch of stuff up to the dressing room. And the lady goes, well, usually you're supposed to only take three of them, but I don't give a fuck. Get in there. <laughs> so we were, like... We both just went in with, like, ten things. He followed me. I was... I was in the dressing room, awesome. too. And, but then we were, like, being quiet because, meanwhile, there's, like, these homicidal creepers outside. <laughs> and I was like, why are we being? And I was like, because there's homicidal creepers outside. We don't want them to think about what we're doing instead of changing room. But, Which was very innocent, by the way. No, but, I know. 
Oh my gosh. It was just weird vibes in the downtown. <clears throat> Sorry, it's a little scary. On Saturday night. So I think what we want to do is we want to go there like... <laughs> Durante the day. Yeah. Daytime hours for mm -hmm. sure. But what was cool about it was just going in and kind of looking <clears throat> generally and looking for color. And then I chose the outfit. He did. Yeah. And so I chose three pieces, a shirt, some pants, and a jacket. He killed it. And I think it's a pretty cool outfit. He knows how to dress, maybe. And I love it. Yeah. So... So stylish. I found three pieces that I thought were really unique and cool and just would look interesting. And super I, cool. They look perfect. We're looking that way because it is right there. there. <laughs> the first <clears throat> shot with the full moon looking powerful, standing there with the trail behind you. Yeah. It's kind of, to me, is pretty, pretty rad, pretty iconic. And then also the yeah. shots of you in front of the water tanks. Oh yeah. Are very, <clears throat> very interesting. I was like this. Yeah, that was looking up. There's a lot of looking up. Do too. Oh yeah. I'm sure. So there's, there's this book you don't, yeah. called Their Eyes Were Watching God. Zora Neil Thurston book. Mm. But part of it is a hurricane it takes place in the south part of it is a hurricane oh. and so their eyes were watching god so them looking at the storm coming but that's kind of what that feels like when the wind is coming through is you kind of feel like holy smokes what's going on here i just like wanted to stay super close i was so scared yeah but it kind of created it made the forest kind of a mystical experience honestly <clears throat> Yeah, that's a lot. And starting <laughs> out with the hawk, which, you know, you were jealous like, that I had the more intimate moment with. And then, unfortunately, we had the equal moment with the wind. <laughs> very equal. Very equal. Uh, oh, so equal. And then the coyote, too. No bueno. Yeah, that was really interesting. Which was fun. That was cool. All these little things that were scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh but so to me that was <clears throat> that segues into some of the research that we were doing this week or what you were looking at but one of the things i was looking at was just american philosophers american thinkers and one of there's a school of american thought called pragmatism which I've always liked, but I haven't really gotten that much into. But John Dewey was a philosopher. Mm -hmm. But William James. William James. Now, William James, also he wrote about psychedelics as well. Ah. He, he wrote about mystical experiences. Mm. And I think that, that what we had there qualifies as a mystical experience. Interesting. In anybody's definition of what that word is because it's this feeling of the natural world all of a sudden being so much bigger than you and more, uh, more powerful than you that it humbles you and makes your checks your ego to the point that all of a sudden now you are completely at the mercy of this bigger thing that's wild mm -hmm. well we definitely had that experience i think we had that experience with the drive and with the wind <clears throat> yes and then the fact that 
our our hike was was book ended with a hawk and yeah. a coyote. Yeah. Started with a hawk and ended with the coyote. Yeah. Was just like what the fuck? Oh my goodness. What is this thing that we're <gasps> participating in? It's crazy. Amazing. That was a crazy experience. It sure was. And it was our first time back in so long, so it was pretty <clears throat> I guess at the end of the day it was we're alive, right? Here we are. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's been great to have a crazy experience for the first time back. Yeah, it was cool. Like a bam, welcome back. And then, but so it made me want to. We still here? I'm gonna read some Henry James, and pragmatism, but it also made me remember like, there he's sort of the American version of Aldous Huxley. Have you ever heard of Aldous Huxley? Mm -mm. <clears throat> Aldous Huxley. I wrote, think I've heard of Henry James. Probably not. You might have heard of Aldous Huxley more because he's more famous in like the psychedelic world. He wrote a book called The Doors of Perception. <clears throat> which is where the doors got their name. Mm. Mm. And they quoted William Blake to get the title, which is, if the doors of perception are wiped clean, everything would appear as it is infinite. Mm. And so all this... Some trippy shit. Some trippy shit. So Aldous Huxley uses That's how that... I feel to talk about how he feels on shrooms. I fucking love shrooms. Yeah. But so I was thinking maybe we could do a little bit of reading or research before we do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, because that was also, we watched that little video on grit. Oh. And part of what they were saying is part of the way you teach kids grit is by teaching a growth mindset. And the interesting thing about that is it's you're teaching kids about how the mind works. Physically. Like what like learning actually. does to the brain. Just in the same way that if you teach them about nutrition, you know, they think about food differently. <clears throat> Correct. Kids get excited to eat veggies and the things they need. But if you teach kids about how the brain works, then... It can create a different, a growth mindset. And I feel like that's kind of. That was very interesting because I don't think that, I don't think I ever remember. I mean, I think we probably learned a little bit about the brain. Hmm. But thinking back, especially in elementary school, <clears throat> I don't think I remember too much. Yeah, just like the different parts of the brain, when they develop, how they develop. Mm -hmm. And because the thing is, I, there's still a lot we don't understand about the brain. Like for a long time, they just have figured out CTE and all of what that does, you know? Is it the brain scan? It's the chronic, tra chronic traumatic. Oh, for the football players. I remember this, right? I mean, you gotta but think that's gonna be fucking something. They, I mean, they used to think one day that brain cells, when they die, they can't regenerate. <clears throat> but now they're thinking that there may be a way to regrow parts of the brain. But whether or not you can regrow parts of the brain, what they do know is that the brain can reroute, adapt. Parts of it get damaged, 
right? We only use like 10% of the brain. Right. There's vast parts of the brain that we can reroute, but it's all about habits. Right. So what we do, how we use our brain every day creates the habits that make us who we are. Mm. And so it's like, I see. you can do cognitive behavioral therapy to regain things that have been lost due to brain damage mm. or trauma. I'm gonna let her in about that. Yeah, he's gonna. Wow, that's interesting. <clears throat> It'd be amazing to be able to grow parts of your brain back that you may have lost to certain, I don't know, I mean, a number of things. I mean, when you're young and you're a teenager, <clears throat> you're not thinking as clearly. You're not as smart with your choices, so you're doing, not everybody, but I know myself, I made some silly mistakes. I may have done some irreversible, irreversible damage to my brain. But, see, that's exactly what I'm saying, like... And went through traumatic events as well. Yes. <clears throat> really quite young. Yeah. And then it kept happening, so... Mm -hmm. I know exactly. But that's that's why I think it's such an important thing, and it's optimistic. It is. In that we can, through creating habits, we can rewire our brains in a way to be functioning the way we want them to be, right? Despite whatever we had damage or trauma. <clears throat> yeah. The brain is amazingly adaptable in that way. That's pretty crazy to think about. But yeah, it's an interesting thing that thinking about thinking actually <coughs> improves your ability to think. Like, it's part of the key to learning is thinking about how thinking works. It's very trippy. That is trippy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so one thing that we did besides the thrifting is the, uh, we've been calling it the vervification verv verv of, of the studio. <laughs> and Verve is a coffee shop, yeah. a local coffee shop that <clears throat> is very Apple store. Ask. I think that's a pretty general one that most people can understand. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's really clean. It's very simple. Um, it's very aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. Minimal. No clutter. There's plant. I don't know. It just makes you feel good. Right. I think. So basically, the idea is there's a lot of things that you kind of encounter or just habits that you might have as an artist and I think some of them are actually just a side effect of actually being an artist like there was this I think it was 
in this philosophy class I took, I think it was Jung, a Jungian idea about artists, <coughs> is that we spend so much time making art, which is kind of basically useless in survival terms, that we have <coughs> problems. Like, we have other things that we don't do. But I feel like that may, that may be true to an extent. Yeah. But it's not an excuse. No. Because ultimately, you're going to have to live with that. Correct. That's a part of you still. And the thing that I think, too, about that I've come to accept about myself, the responsibility that we have is when we are emotionally disturbed, we are emotionally disturbing Oh, yeah. Like, what happens to us doesn't just happen to us. That's no, absolutely not. You affect others. Everyone in your life is affected by what you go through. So it's like those choices you make matter. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's not something that everybody may think about. Or it's not something that everybody has thought about in the past, for example. You know, like, I know I wasn't thinking that way when I was younger. Mm-hmm. At all. Yeah. I was very selfish. <clears throat> right, right. In my choices that I'd made. It just was, period. Yeah. No, no, I think that that is a common thing that... Teenagers, kids, just... People go through phases of that. Or just phases, yeah. I mean, you can do it as an adult, I'm sure. Maybe because you're dealing with something traumatic or whatever it may be. And just also personality types, too, I think. True. Jobs, mm -hmm. careers, different ways people, just ways people live. Lifestyles, yeah. But, but, so I, I think that that is kind of a harmful myth. I think on the one hand, it is sort of true about artists. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that we have this tendency to... Just go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. We get inspired and we go, go, and we don't have a lot of balance in that. Yeah. Which is why I think all the systems that we're trying to put, to implement, mm -hmm. are super important because ultimately for our long-term survival, we have to learn how to harness that energy in a really productive way. Correct. And so... Not take it for granted, basically. Not take it for granted and just use it in a in a way that builds and creates and it's effective it's sustainable yeah and adds exactly because it's like creates a space mm-hmm and creates the next opportunity for you too it's mm -hmm. like that's the way that what kind of work works is each success creates the next opportunity and so you have to keep making good new work Right. As a Keep content going. creator. You can't stop. No, but each time that you do create something that really works, it creates a little bridge for you to go to some other project. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's why I think it's like figuring out systems and getting super intentional about it is the way to really do it. Because even though if... if for so many reasons because first of all nobody's going to come and fix it for us no if we don't do it right right 
So we need to figure out how to do it right, first of all. Mm -hmm. It's our life, our responsibility. Absolutely. But then also, <laughs> nobody else could, even if they wanted to. Like, no, because it's only us. We're all, here. We're the only ones that are going to be able to figure that out for ourselves. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. And so, but so I think that part of that is okay. So it's like there's this idea that artists are chaotic too. Mm. As a result of that, right? But so the way that we're pushing against that, going against the grain of that is by saying, okay, we're going to convert our living space to be so well put together that a stranger could walk into it and feel like they could sit down and have a cup of coffee and they'd be happy to pay some money to hang out in the space for a little bit. Yeah. You know, just like, because I think sometimes you can let your own space that you live, that chaos can really be reflected there. I agree. But once once you decide to professionalize your living <laughs> space, it's a trip that you have to make that decision it's, so concretely. I know. And you have to get really serious with yourself. And you have to get very structured. Oh, you have to just get ruthless with systems too. systems. You have to get ruthless. And, but the whole thing is, yeah. so you, ha you got to figure out, okay, what's your favorite vibe? place yeah to just hang like, out is it ikea is it <laughs> yeah what is it is it like target is chili's it... is it what... chili's <laughs> chili <laughs> what is it but no Environment. just think about like the best or an apple store like the best like retail experience that you have the best coffee shop mm -hmm. best and then uh doctor's office maybe Wherever you feel good, wherever you feel comfortable, wherever you feel like, okay, this place feels great. Yeah, good. Well put together. A restaurant. Think of the last time you had a really gallery, good experience and you loved museum. everything. All the elements. Yeah. And then try to create your space to be at that level. Mm -hmm. But so the question, so then it's like all the questions are like, <clears throat> what would Verve do in the design <laughs> of this little spot? Like, and then it's super clear, like, oh, shit. All right, all that out. Out. And then it makes it super clear as to, like, okay, less is more. And it's hard to make those choices until you just decide to set the bar. Boom. This is where it is. Like, like we cleaned that closet out, and it just got emptied real quick. Clean the closet out. We were just cutthroat about it. Like we were cutthroat as fuck. Do you want it? Do you not? Are you gonna shoot it? Or are you not? Not. Not gonna photograph you it. You need to get, get it. it. We need space for things we're gonna use. Oh. And I gotta it's admit, that's a hard everything. one. It's a hard one for me. I get. Ha I, I do know. have attachments with. It's, all, it's hard. All of it. There okay. was actually one piece of clothing that was. I know. A lot. I know. <laughs> I know. I just remembered. I know. I was thinking about that too. I don't know if that was the right move. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But But yeah, I felt really good overall to do that. It always does, I think. When you go through your stuff and your yeah. space and you just say, This has just been chilling. I, I don't if even... I haven't touched it. You Get know, the fuck out. What kind of excuse? Me anything new here. This is the whole Yeah. 
you know, who who's the woman though? I, I haven't read the book, but it's a book, famous book that people got their shit going from it. Marie Kondo or something. Mm -mm, I don't know. The Incredible Power of Tidying Up, I think is what it's called or something like that. I don't know it. But she, so she wrote this book. Uh -huh. I'll find it real quick. She wrote a book. And people, it kind of is like the uh, <clears throat> the Bible of this minimalist movement. Oh, and minimal like there a lot of the reason, at least I think, behind doing this and practicing this is also because we do want to conserve. We want to have smaller amounts of things, especially because one day we want to travel. Boom! That's that's what I was gonna say. <clears throat> Van yeah. life. Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. Huh. So this book, it's a Japan, the Japanese art of decluttering. Oh. And it's, okay. it is. It's a very Japanese aesthetic. I, okay. Sure. I vibe. Minimalist. Decluttering. It's, it, yeah, it's like a zen. Oh, I vibe. It's a zen aesthetic. My cousin. Clear, open space. My cousin Boom. is half Japanese. And her yeah. mother is, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just always been. I love the food. I love the painting. I love the aesthetic. so much the about aesthetic. Japanese culture. I would love to go to Japan one day. Definitely. Love to go to Japan. My cousin always laughed because she'd go there every summer mm. when we were younger. And I always wanted to go with her one day. Mm. And, like, I don't know if we've ever talked. I think I talked about it, so I'm sure it was talked about. Yeah. But, um. got to go to Mallorca. Yeah. Japan. A bunch of places. But, but we're uh, going to do van, yeah. van life. Too. Van life. And that's the whole thing is like being creatives and not carrying a lot of baggage. Mm -hmm. And being productive, but not being chaotic. And having a very small eco footprint. And be, exactly. Keeping being our eco, -friendly. eco footprint small and, and doing that by having not too many things to take care of. Right. More things you have the more time you have to spend taking care of and the less effectively you're going to be able to do it. It's just, that's just the way it is. You gotta be smart about it. You have to be sensible. You like, your things will, you can over run you. Yeah. You can like overfill your cup, for example, you know, but that yeah. just isn't sensible. It's not fucking smart. There's the right amount. I think, I wonder, so yeah, that, I mean, I think different cultures have different design aesthetics too. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's interesting that that is a Japanese aesthetic, but I like it. I like I like just the idea of space and openness and it's cleanliness. Very, yeah, yeah. And not too much for a person to be distracted by. Uh, I agree, yeah. It's very simple. Distraction. Okay, so this actually is something I want to talk about real quick. Is where we're headed with social media mm. and the amount of distractions it creates <clears throat> yeah, it's and a lot. what we can do about it and what this is doing about it in a way mm. because i i feel like we're overburdened by choices now yeah and and even in a way that it's almost like we don't even know we're making a choice mm. But, like, for example, let me, let me show you what I mean. Like, when we look at social media, 
and we're just looking at whatever it's showing us, right? And we have to make the decision as to whether we like it or not. We're evaluating all of this weird shit that's being thrown at us. Right. Like, is that important? How do I feel about that? Do I like that? Do I want to share that? Is that... Yeah. You know, it's just thing after thing after thing after thing after thing. All day long. You just... And the better the AI is on these algorithms, the more it's trying to fuck with you to keep you interested in what it's got to show you. Mm. It's going to show you weird shit. Shit that you... Probably didn't even... Shit that... In other words, okay. So, actually, I heard it was... Yuval Harari, he wrote this book called Sapiens. I heard his TED talk <clears throat> about the future of social media. And he was saying that eventually the AI is going to outsmart us. I'm sure. And we won't stand a chance. Like when I we hate. look at social media, it's going to fuck with us so much that we will lose our free will to it. That's so creepy. All right. And so oh, yeah, to it's me, creepy. I start to feel that when you look at it a little bit where it's like, why is it, what is it, you know? Mm. It makes you so reactive. and you, you uh, keep, It's so hard to go into it with any sort of clear path. And I feel it the most when I write, if I write for an hour. Yeah. Versus if I look at social media for an hour. The difference in my mind is just like. So much ugh. more clear. It's just so much better. It's such a better use of my time. And it's so easy to just... An hour. Done. Yeah. Didn't do anything. Just went down rabbit holes. You know? Yeah. And, like, I I really feel like resisting that is key. But it's strange because we're content creators, too, right? Mm -hmm. So we need to engage with people digitally. Yes. But this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm shifting to in general. Right? And this is why I'm doing much more writing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I believe what you need to do is you need to do important work that will attract people to it. Yeah. Or it will get out there to people. If it matters and it's helpful. People are going to see it. It'll happen. So just focus on creating the work. Not on mm. being on all these platforms all the time. Right. And then just that, I think, is gonna, it requires a certain amount of discipline. But also things like this, the podcast. <clears throat> yeah, and the, and the video. Video, but even more importantly, the audio. Because... That's true. It's so different when you listen to somebody rather than look at them. Mm -hmm. You listen a lot better when you don't. Because you can get distracted by a lot of stuff. I mean, I know I can. For sure. And everybody's so different. But I can go off on tangents sometimes, silently in my head, and not even mean to, by one thing that somebody said. You know? Mm -hmm. But also, I think it's just what you're able to do when you're listening as opposed to watching. Like, you could be walking on the beach, you could be walking the dog, you could be cleaning the house, you could be painting, you could be doing this, you could be doing that. You know, so it's multitask-oriented. Yeah. True. 
And, but, so it's a sense of being connected. And especially if it's like a podcast like this one. Yeah. Where we're talking about contemporary culture. So people are getting kind of a sense of what we think is important about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Which gives them the ability. They don't have to think about everything. But they'll have a sense of what's happening through our take on things, right? Right. Now, the thing is, too, it's like you put on a podcast. It's an hour and a half, two hours. That's one decision you had to make. And now you don't have to make another decision for an hour and a half, two hours. Right. As opposed to scrolling through well, all the different little mind fucks that you go through doing that. Yeah. So long form content. In some ways, I feel like podcasts are the antidote for the ADD or ADHD of Instagram and other social media. That's a good point. Podcasts are really good for, I mean, <clears throat> it's easy to get distracted, especially on social media. It's the most distracting thing in all of human history. It's awful. Yeah. And, and at the end of it, you can't really it's remember so anything. Much. No. And it's a lot. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's happening. You're like reading the caption. You're looking at the pictures or videos or whatever it may be. You're reading what people said about it. You're looking at who liked it sometimes, you know? I mean, or just you see the names. They show you right there who had liked it. Right. That you follow or oh, that whatever. Read, so it's like, there's comments. oh, so-and-so liked it? Let's there's read There's drama. It. There's fights. Mm-hmm. There's comments. It's mm-hmm. a whole industry over yeah. the... Oh, so-and-so commented on it? Oh, my gosh. What did they say? Yeah. What did they say? Like, it's there's so trolls, stupid. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a wild, weird world. And I feel like getting out of it to the extent that you can, you know, just dipping into it, but really having a controlled use of it. Not letting it creep into your life so that it's just all the time, like, itchy finger. Uh, 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 What's he doing? What's he doing? Uh, 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 I know. It can get like that. little addict kind of vibe, you know? Yes. Of just, like, not being in control of it. I think anytime you're not in control of something, you gotta pause and go, what's going on? What's happening? Why am I doing this thing? Reevaluate. And, uh... And then... Figuring out what are the things that are happening, because... It's just, like, everything. There's gonna be dangerous things. There's gonna be positive things, and... Even through the dangerous things, there's little pockets of safety if you figure out what they are and you you go towards it, like I was saying, like the branches are falling, run towards the branches. Yeah. Understand it. Understand the dangers. See it. Don't Don't fucking act like it's not, yeah. Don't look away. Don't be like, it's not there. Don't look away. Try to go towards it and you're going to miss it that way. You're not going to get hit by it if you go towards it. It's the craziest thing because everything in your body tells you not to do it. But that's what you learn. That's one of the things you learn doing tree work too. Like just in general, right? Like, so one thing you do when you have tree, right? You throw a line, you have a line around it that hooks to your, and then you lean back, right? Yeah. And so then you climb up and you lean back. And so eventually you're like a hundred feet up and everything in your body goes, don't lean back. 
Because you're scared. Yeah! You're like... If, that, if the rope doesn't hold you, you're going to fall 100 feet. You don't want to lean back. And But you just trust the technology. It's like, the whole time up here, it just got me up. So you lean back. And now you're just leaning back on this... One little rope just holding you back. And you just... Do, do, do. You know, and so you, uh, 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 if, if you can't, if you can't operate with that level of fear, where you, where you have to convince yourself to go against what your body is screaming at you, which is, don't lean back, don't lean back, don't lean back, and you go, nope, lean back, bud, dunk, <laughs> and then you're just comfy as can be, because just it works, but you have to. You have to get to the point where you're comfortable <clears throat> with that level of discomfort. But so that teaches you when you see the falling branches, like, okay, very uncomfortable feeling being out in the woods. Yeah. Death coming around you. Go towards it. Like that's the technique that's gonna work. Like go towards it and try to get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, but that's the only thing you can do. Like you gotta get through it, so you gotta go towards it. You gotta see it. You can't flinch from it, you can't run from it. At first it was so I was just confused by him saying that. Were you? Yeah. Did you remember? Yeah. What did you think? Did you think I that was, was like, just crazy? Man, fucking tart it? Are you serious? Do you hear my voice? Yeah. <clears throat> it's bad, huh? But I was like, I'm not gonna run towards it at first. I was like, Fuck that. Good luck to you, sir. <laughs> yeah. That was real. That's how I was thinking in my head. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's scary. I know. But, but I knew he knew what he was talking about at the same time. So in the back of my head, I was like, there's a point. Like, I just want to know what he means. I don't understand. Yeah. And he explained it. You know? Mm -hmm. In a way that I could understand. Mm. You can do that. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty amazing. Good, yeah. <clears throat> because... Yeah, that was like we had to get through that. Exactly. And so it was, we needed to have. I had to understand. We, that was not, that was a learning on the job I know. thing of like, oh shit. Oh, he was a great teacher. He always is. <clears throat> but I mean, especially in moments like that, those are scary, scary, scary moments. So I need somebody who's confident. <laughs> Yeah. In the situation. Yeah. Well, that's it's just <clears throat> that's when it's helpful to have some experience with that kind of training where you are used to going against what feels comfortable. Yeah. Like, especially with trees. Because <clears throat> it's the same thing with ropes, too. Like, you put the rope up and then it's just always leaning back when. If something doesn't work, you're going to fall. You just don't... You know, that's like the trust exercise where people get behind you. Oh, yeah. It's like that, but it's just non-stop. But, like, no one's behind you. Yeah. But So, the running towards the branch is basically... It's like trusting your own instinct mm. more than anything else. Yeah, like, it's like, go run towards it, but also... You know not to just fucking stand there when it's coming. You know, no, like it, exactly. It's... As soon as, if you run towards it, you're moving. Not frozen. 
right? So now you have a chance because now you go towards it, you see it come, eh? boom, go to the side. Dodge that shit. But the way. <laughs> you freeze up. Done. Or you run away. Mother. So, anyways. Flat. No bueno. That was what I learned from the windy walk through the woods. Ugh. The welder. Very traumatic. It's a lot. <clears throat> but it was fun, and we got some amazing photos. It's super fun. I'm super excited to see those photos. And we're going to see them not too soon, but when we do, we'll share them with you guys. Oh, yeah. So thanks for listening. Don't let the social media get you down. Just keep it moving, you know. Keep Run towards the branches in life. Run towards life, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then Super stay wild. Get out, get out in your in your park. Go for a hike. Tell us what happens. <clears throat> get in your element. Some crazy shit out there. Crazy world. Hawks, coyotes, windstorms, deer, redwoods, all that. Trees that are falling, perhaps. <laughs> that might be the title. Trees that are falling, perhaps. Ah. Okay. All right. Till next time. You're welcome. <laughs> Wilder Creatives Podcast.